Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeart app. It's the Bill Handel Show. He is on vacation and currently live at the nathan's hot dog eating contest there is a gentleman on stage i don't know if he's singing or speaking it looks like he may be singing and what's notable about this gentleman is he is wearing a hawaiian shirt that is fastened to his torso by a single button so he's got a big open gap above that button and a big open thing below that button and it is flapping in the breeze here's what it sounds like Oh, no, no, wait, that was Mr. Postman, which I don't know how that happened. But, uh, oh, shoot, how am I going to get this for you? Mm. Oh, shoot, Wayne, I was trying to jump All in All right, well, babe, we'll, try, we'll try to dip it. We'll try to dip in a little later because you have some other audio. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a minute or two, we're going to talk about the uh, pitch clock. Major League Baseball has been testing a pitch clock in the minors. You would have a certain amount of seconds before you had to throw a pitch or else. And I want to talk about how that's how it, how it works in terms of the procedure and how it's been working because, man, oh, man, if they can get the length of these baseball games down, I will be most appreciative. But we've been talking about uh, Governor Newsom running an ad in Florida starting today, and you have the audio of it, I understand. I do. And I also have this really fast. There's nobody here. Oh, that's why. They have an opera singer as the contestants for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest come on to stage. Wow. Wait, now that's not the dude in the Hawaiian shirt. Is yeah. it? Yes. The dude wearing a Hawaiian shirt with one button fastened is an opera singer? Yes. That was wow. him. Wow. Because right at the end, when he had that little vocal, you know, anomaly, I guess you could say, that's he did like a raspberry into the microphone. Well, that's pretty classy for us. Thank you so much for the $2 super chat. Okay, so anyway, it's, <laughs> right, it's so goofy. But yes, so Governor Newsom, as you mentioned, he's got this ad now that's running in Florida, and I just played a snippet of it during the news. Here's how it starts. Ready? Freedom, it's under attack in your state. So Governor Newsom has gone after Florida's governor in a new ad that's running on Fox News in Florida. Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms. Join us in California, but we still believe in freedom. Oh, boy. Now, DeSantis is thought to possibly run for president in 2024, and Newsom has said, oh, no, please, I'm not going to run for president. But a lot of people say, we don't believe you, Gavin. 
Nope. Especially because of his new ad running in freaking Florida. I mean, he's smart to run it on Fox News if he's trying to target um, DeSantis supporters. But he's also, I mean, get ready for the backlash. Yeah, we believe in freedom unless you're a city that uh, that wants to keep single family home zoning. Then we don't believe in freedom. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. He sounds just as annoying as I thought that he might. Yes, he's still very raspy. So at certain class A uh, baseball clubs like the Brooklyn Cyclones, there are three digital timers now. One of them is next to that batter's eye, which is that dark colored section so when the batter is there he can see the ball coming because it gives a contrast and then there's one behind each on deck circle and they count down uh between each inning and then also they count down when the pitcher first touches that mound because yes major league baseball is testing a pitch clock no more taking as long as you dang well please to throw that pitch. Also, no more taking as long as you dang well please to get over to the plate as the batter. The average time, length of time of a baseball game last year in the minors, three hours and four minutes. Probably the average time is longer in the pros. But this year, it's down to an average time of two hours and 36 minutes, and they are crediting this uh, pitching clock for most of those games. And they have to shorten the games because I know there are some people, a game, a baseball game could be six hours and they would love it. They just, they just love baseball being uh, adjacent to baseball. But as a business it's starting to cause a lot of problems. The games are getting longer and the attention spans of people are getting shorter. So here's how it works. Um, in class AAA, if there's nobody on base, you have 14 seconds to deliver a pitch. If there's runners on base, you have 19 seconds to deliver that pitch. If you don't, that's a ball. Now, what about the batters? If the batter's not in the box, by the time the clock hits nine seconds, that's a strike. You know, this whole thing of stepping off the mound, maybe try to throw a runner out at first or whatever you're doing. Well, you can step off the rubber twice per at bat. That's it. And hitters can call time just once per at bat. And a lot of players are saying at first they hated it and now they kind of like it. And that basically it makes watching the game way better. There's a faster pace. There's more action. Hitters are going to like this a lot more than pitchers, I think. We have a lot of pitchers who are very, very physical. There's a style where every pitch is, is just a full-on max effort. And one of the reasons it takes so long between pitches is precisely because those kinds of pitchers need more time to recover between pitches. They are going to get gassed out a lot faster under this system. And that may mean uh, they're going to be less effective. And apparently, although I don't think you'd know it by watching the Dodgers necessarily, but... Do you know that batting average is uh, at its lowest point this century? Average batting average? I didn't know that, but now well, that this is in the it, again. You have to yes. remember this is this is in the minor leagues. We're talking because this is where they're testing it. Right. So offense offense is down, 
So think about it. The game is longer, but there's less offense. That makes for a boring time. They can't. The league can't just stick it in there, Jen. They can't just say, now there's a pitch clock. It'll be part of negotiations for a collective bargaining agreement. They have an 11-person competition committee that would vote on any rule changes. Six of them are officials, four are active players, and one of them is an umpire. But if they vote yes, then there's a 45-day consideration period, and then if they vote again, and if they vote again to pass it, it becomes a rule, and you will see that. And this would join the thing they're doing. Uh, if you have an extra inning, you start with a runner on second. I hate that. I hate that because I was at a Dodger game where they lost because of that. If it hadn't been for the guy on second, we would have been in extra inning, more extra inning. Right. Well, that's what they're trying to avoid, though. So, listen, uh, in a second, we're going to talk about one of the most dangerous jobs in America. And it's and it's apropos for being the 4th of July. Working with but, Bill Handel. Well, that too. But apparently now we've got a, a the equivalent of a real housewives situation going on between our president and the leader of Russia. <laughs> yes. What are these children doing? President Biden is not going to get a 4th of July greeting from Vladimir Putin this year. A spokesperson from the Kremlin said, it's because of your unfriendly policies. Those were their words. Unfriendly policies. And (laughs) therefore, you don't get an official 4th of July greeting. Nope, you guys aren't nice, so we're taking our, I don't know, Russian stuff and going home. But it's an official statement that you're not getting the greeting. Yes. Yes. If they didn't just not give a greeting. No, no. They made the remark was made as let's see. Um yeah, they literally said the the Kremlin spokesperson said that Biden would not get a 4th of July greeting because of unfriendly policies. Well, you know what? I've changed my mind. Uh we need to abandon Ukraine. Sorry, Ukraine. We can't help you anymore because now it's really this is causing a great uh, catastrophe for this country that we're not getting an official July 4th greeting from the Russians. Because we're not nice. That's unbelievable. I thought so. That's why when I told you I have the stupidest, passive aggressive, lamest story ever, I did. This guy, this Vladimir Putin should be assassinated as soon as is humanly possible. Because it's the only way to stop this nonsense. That guy is upending the world's economy. This guy is presiding over wartime atrocities. And this is his level of maturity? Yes. Yes, Wayne, it is. All right. Well, the next time somebody talks about any of our current or former presidents and talks about them being immature or petty or whatever, I'm going to pull this out of my pocket. (laughs) <laughs> oh, did they ever did they ever publicly proclaim that they're not giving a trivial greeting to another country because they're mad at them? If not, then shut up. <laughs> now, that's a very patriotic statement on my part, right? Don't diss any of our uh, presidents or ex-presidents because leaders in other parts of the world are worse. And speaking of patriotism, there's a lot of 4th of July parades going on. Are you going to watch a 4th of July parade today? And I'm sort of asking that with a little hint in my voice about how to respond, Jen. Uh, yes, Wayne, I'd love to. I don't know. Maybe there's a particular 4th of July 
parade that you would want to watch, but don't say which one. Okay. Because at 930, we have a special guest who is a grand marshal. This person is texting me as we're talking. The grand marshal? The grand marshal is texting me as we're don't talking. Don't they, aren't they busy with grand marshaling preparations? Oh, they, yes, they are. And they have just texted me a picture of their grand marshal stuff, which I am going to send to you right now. All right, very good. And then at 9.30, this person will join us on the phone and you will find out who we're talking about and which parade we're talking about. Now, the parade we're going to be talking about is a pretty big deal. But it's not, I mean, to be fair, it's not the only 4th of July parade going on in this country. And uh, people will go to these 4th of July parades and they will see a lot of stuff. They will see floats and they will see horses probably and marching bands and some kind of like a drill team. Do they still have drill teams? But they will also see the true daredevils of the July 4th parade, the stilt walkers, almost invariably portraying Uncle Sam, by the way. Big, tall, frighteningly tall Uncle Sam's will be wending their way down the main streets of small town America and big cities alike. They are in very high demand around this time of year, as you might imagine. I would guess that there's not uh, too much demand any other time for a guy on stilts as dressed up as Uncle Sam. But this time of the year, let me tell you how how in demand a Uncle Sam, an Uncle Sam Stiltwalker is. There's a guy named Mike Weekly. That's his name, and he is an entertainer. And he does this. And he said he ha- he turns down more work than he can shake a stick at around July 4th. This weekend, he has seven gigs. <laughs> he believes that when all is done, he will have strolled about 10 miles on his three-foot stilts. Now, this is considered, f- for one second, let me be serious. This is considered a high-risk uh, activity. And you know what the going rate is for something like this? Now, I'm sure it varies depending on where in the country you are. But there's the owner of, a, of an events company in Massachusetts who said it's $1,000 a day. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be Uncle Sam. God bless America. That is right. Um, they do wear knee pads uh, under that costume, obviously. <laughs> and here's an interesting trend because it can be so dangerous. One of the reasons it's so dangerous is all the candy. One of the things that happens at a parade, think about this, is there'll be floats and and you'll have, this is very common, people will throw candy to the crowd from the floats. And of course, some of that candy just ends up on the street. And then you're coming along on three foot stilts behind it. And there's candies on the ground. And uh, there's a stilt walker uh, who's being interviewed about this hazard. And he said, the worst thing is gum. Because oh. gum hits the pavement and then it can harden. And if you step on a on a thing of gum with your stilt, it's like stepping on a marble, he said. Oh, that's crazy. I never thought about that. Yeah. So that's a that's a minefield there. You also have this. Now, this part surprised me and not in a good way. Remember that guy, uh, Mr. Weekly that I told yeah, you about? Mike yeah. Weekly with his seven gigs? Apparently, the following is common. If this happened once in a blue moon, I wouldn't even mention it. This is common. Drunk guys trying to knock him down and drunk women trying to pinch his patootie. Oh. 
So that is also a big hazard. Wow. So the next time that you are at your 4th of July parade and you see the guy, you know, a little respect, please. One last thing. Some Uncle Sams don't wear the beard anymore. <gasps> Which I think is a little uh, sacrilege. Yeah. Doesn't Uncle Sam? It was really funny because when I read that, I had to pull up an image in my mind of Uncle Sam, the classic Uncle Sam. I couldn't remember if he had a beard or not, but he does. But the problem is Uncle Sam has that beard with the, the thing that comes down from the chin and it goes down. He's, he's got like four to six inches of beard, like straight down from his chin. You could grab onto it. And so these, these uh, stilt walkers are saying, I won't wear the beard because it's another thing people can try to grab off of your face and it gets in the way. So you see, uh, I guess, clean shaven Uncle Sam's on stilts. That is a nightmare. All right. Literally. I have a nightmare for you that's literally breaking news. This is out of Highland Park in Illinois. Uh, Fourth of July parade just started 10 minutes into it. Uh, One person is saying they heard as many as 20 shots fired. A Chicago Sun-Times reporter says blankets covering three bodies and five other people were wounded and bloody near the parade's reviewing stand. Uh, Cops are there. They're telling everybody to disperse. Um, and it looks like everybody's out of the area as of right now. But again, this is according to, this is a Fox News article record, uh, reporting, report, according to a Chicago Sun-Times reporter who said that he saw blankets covering three bloodied bodies and five other people wounded and bloody in a shooting that happened 10 minutes after the parade started. All right, well, let's see if we can get any more details on that as we continue the show. I know that you have been arguing, probably, with your spouse. Maybe maybe it's an argument going on between parents and children. Possibly it is a dispute being raged about between coworkers. But every year at this time, it happens like clockwork. Where's the biggest July 4th parade west of the Mississippi? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have the answer for you. It is the Huntington Beach July 4th Parade. And joining me now, a man who will be riding in that parade that gets underway in about uh, 20 minutes or so, please welcome to KFI, Tim Conway Jr. On vacation, I guess. No, I'm going on with Wayne. Oh, he's doing a bit. I guess. Wayne, you there? Yes, Tim. Oh, sorry, buddy. Ding dong with you, dude. There's yes, a kid and here that it was asking. He says, "Hey, you going out with Bill Handel?" I said, "No, I'm going out with Wayne Resnick. Even better." Uh huh. That's exactly the tone that we heard. Hey, buddy, you know you're in the uh, biggest July Fourth parade west of the Mississippi. Can you believe that? You know they say that 55 percent of Americans uh, hate this country. You know are not proud of it. The other 45% live in Huntington Beach, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and everybody here is so up and, and happy and crazy. And it's not even drugs or coffee. I think it's just life. This is the 118th annual such parade. Hey, wow. how many of, how many hey, of these? By the way, this, kind is of a, a, this is the 10th. Great question. Great question. My 10th one, if it wasn't for COVID, this would have been the 10th one. Uh, my daughter was five when we started doing this. Now she's 16. Is that unreal? That is fantastic. Now, listen, you have a title this year in this parade? 
You know, I don't. I was pushing for Grand Marshal, and they said, no, that's usually reserved for, uh, you know, celebrities. So I said, well, how about, uh, you know, just riding in a float? They said, no, we don't want to pay for it. I said, how about a car? And they said, yeah, but all the cars really are taken. We walk through it and just don't bother anybody. Isn't that crazy the way <laughs> they treat me around here? That seems a little dismissive, especially given all you've done for them. Are you sure that's what's happening? Something like that, Wayne. Don't press, you know, please. It's a sore spot. Is it a sore spot? But it's going to be on TV. It's going to be on Channel 7. Oh, so listen, do you have any other of the Conway crew with you this time? No, 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 no. It's just me, just me. Um, Uh You know, I felt bad. That every 4th of July, you know, you're making people get up at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning on a day that they can sleep and enjoy, you know, their, you know, their, their, uh, their off time. So I just said, why don't you guys all sleep and I'll, tell you, I'll handle this one. Big dog okay. with you. But, the, but the, the parade starts at 10. It's not, it doesn't start at 7 or 8. Well, but you so... got to get there early. Like, they, they want me to get in this car. Okay, 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 okay. They want me to get in this car right now. And so oh. I got to get, I got to literally, I got to get in this car right now. And, and uh, wait, you're, this is an action shot, buddy. I'm getting in the car right now. And, Live. Oh my God. Oh, Live here on KFI. He's entering a yeah. vehicle. Who else is riding in the car with you? What the hell is that? Uh-oh. <laughs> he's found, he's found something in that car. I wonder where that car was Hello. before it came to the parade. Did you like look under uh, the seats know, of the the car and find something like gum or or you know I don't know like a hair clip well, or something? They, they, they say that ninety eight percent of cars have French fries in them. I think yeah. this car has ninety eight percent of the French fries. Ew. In wow! Ew. Maybe that's the catering Ew. that they give to uh, the parade. Go on with you. Con- Jennifer Jones Lee. Hi, Conway. What are you doing? Oh, what's happening, baby? Patriotic and stuff. Do you go down the street and, like, do you do the wrist, wrist, elbow, elbow, the wave, or do you sing or anything? What do you do when people are like, oh, my God, it's Tim Conway Jr.? I'm pretty much on my phone the whole time. Oh. So, you know, just looking them- at uh, social media and, you know, Fox News or CNN, whatever. But uh, I, occasionally I'll, I'll look at TBG. Uh, if I got any action, but no, I, 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 the waving thing has always been weird. You know, like who are you waving to, and why are they waving at you? I don't know them. They don't know me. Nobody knows anybody. Uh, Tim, like, I wave at Wayne, right? I, I know Wayne, but I, I, it's just—it's weird. It's odd. But there are a ton of kids down here, man. There must be a million kids here. How you doing with all those kids? Ah, uh, crazy. But you know, I had one guy come up to me and goes, "Hey," he says, uh, um, "He goes, uh, your show's uh, sucks without Steckler." I'm like, okay, well, it's a little early for that, but what the hell? Wow. <laughs> hey, Tim, the uh, promotions for this parade talk about there being celebrities, and there you are. So they've made they've made good on that promise. They also say my favorite. Oh, they say my favorite TV and movie vehicles will be in this parade. Have you seen any vehicles from TV and movies there? You know what? I I, I saw something that looked like the Batmobile. Uh, and I don't know if it is or not. It's a red truck with a siren. On, oh no, it's an ambulance. But they, that's but completely it looks like, different. <laughs> the guy says, "Look, he goes, there's the Batmobile." I go, "That's an ambulance, dude. You're too buzzed." Oh it's no, man! I hope I never need an ambulance, and you're the only person who can call it. <laughs> but you got to do this parade one time. You know, it really is something special. There's there's five hundred thousand people that line the street here. We're on PCH. It's going to go eastbound on Main Street for about four miles, and they literally have 500 to 650, sometimes 700,000 people out here. 
It's and unbelievable. Then, it's the fireworks then over. So you can sit on the sand later tonight and watch the fireworks over the ocean. I kind of can't imagine how how much more SoCal you could get. Oh, I know. But you know what? It, it, uh, and, uh, they say it every year. It's, it's like being in the Midwest down here, you know, without the snow and the crappy weather. But uh, I don't know whether I, I don't know when they're doing um, fireworks tonight or tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow. But there's also a carnival down here. You know, if you got kids, you have nothing. You know, and and you have nothing to do today. Come down. There's a huge carnival down here. All right. Hey, Tim, we're gonna let you get ready and uh, they're eat literally some of those... starting the parade right now. And we'll... All right. Very good. Yeah. Here he goes. Tim Conway Jr. in the Huntington Ding Beach Ding Ding July Fourth Parade. Go down to the Huntington Beach Fear, 400 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach. The parade's starting now, but festivities all day and into the night. And you definitely want to uh, get a hold of Tim after he's had a big fistful of French fries. Ew. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, it's been tainted by this incident in uh, Highland Park, Illinois, shooting at a 4th of July parade and... Jen, I think you'll back me up on this observation that uh, this is this just happened. And for the next one to 10 hours, it's hard to know whether it's one hour or 10 hours or more. The information that comes out is going to is going to be unreliable. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's going to be false and I'm not saying anybody's going to purposefully put out false information, but it is going to be unreliable and there is virtually no point in thinking that you're going to know any more about it than we than, than Jen has already told you. That's just the way that it works because the first thing that happens is everybody gets on Twitter and just tweets out whatever they want. And I just saw a tweet, and it's somebody, and the reason I'm bringing this up is not because it's information, but to show you how unreliable things can be. It's some guy, I don't know who he is, and he's tweeting that his friend told him that a certain number of people died in this shooting. Well, we can all see how that is not a reliable source of information at all. So uh, I do know uh, this is legit. Authorities said there are some injuries. That is for sure. And beyond that, um, we don't know. And there will be some people. I'm going to I'm going to take back what I said, that nobody would purposefully put out false information. There will be people who try to get uh, false information out into the stream. I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm scrolling Twitter right now. There's this particular way um, to search in Twitter and then organize and scroll where you can you can focus on people who let's say probably are not in a position to know anything and who are purporting to know things. I know that Illinois State Police has tweeted that it's currently assisting Highland Park PD with what they call an active shoot situation, although it sounds like it happened about 10 minutes after the parade and that it's not active right now. That just means that they are actively searching for the person. And then also you have the uh, Lake County Sheriff who just posted on Twitter uh, that to stay out of the area and let first responders do their work. Okay. Yeah. If you get anybody, if you hear anything about number of casualties or anything, I would, I would say don't take that information to heart for a good long time. 
because I'm now seeing the people who with zero substantiation and who don't appear to be in any position to know anything, giving out what they say are detailed numbers about a number of people killed or injured or whatever. But you can tell just by looking at it that it's not it's not reliable. So I would say, honestly, stay with KFI because we have an actual news department here. One of the few, by the way. I it, mean, it's oh, not that common anymore. No. I just yeah. got a picture of a station I used to work at with the news department gutted. Like li- the literal chairs, tables, desks, mm-hmm. no longer there. Yeah. All right. So more will come out, but we don't know when. And I just, you know, once you hear it on KFI, it has probably been vetted in an appropriate way. All right, Jen, you asked for this. And uh, it's important. A lot of people are going to be outside today at Fourth of July cookouts and what have you. And a lot of those people are going to get bit by mosquitoes. But there's going to be a phenomenon where some people who are right in the same area, maybe sitting right at the same table, some of them are going to be covered, covered in itchy bug bites. (laughs) And other people are going to emerge unscathed. So ask me, why do mosquitoes bite some people more than others? To get to the other side? It just sounded like one of those. Why do mosquitoes bite Tyler more than they bite me? Nobody knows for sure. Oh, however, man. however, however, they are they're learning a lot about it and they do have some information. Uh, there was just a controlled study that was published in the Journal of Medical Entomology, and they found that mosquitoes will land on people who have type O blood twice as frequently as those with type A blood. Oh. And it has something to do with the secretions that your body produces and that those secretions are used by mosquitoes to find out what blood type you are. Okay, that makes a little bit of sense because I've never been super, I've never had a ton of bug bites. I've never had a lot of mosquito bites. That's never been a thing I worry about. I am A positive. Well, there you go. That tracks. So that's one thing. One aspect is apparently mosquitoes figure out your blood type and they have a preference. But that's where they have to do more research into why, what's different about the different blood types and what could it possibly be that's attracting mosquitoes more to the type O people. That's maybe okay, you know that's what fascinating. it is. I think it's this. I think I think that the mosquitoes, honestly, I think they're trying to be polite. Because type O. <laughs> Universal donor. So they're saying, oh. well, type O people, they want to give their blood. They don't understand what universal donor means because they're mosquitoes and they're stupid. <laughs> so they, I mean, they're not stupid, but they're stupid as to our medical knowledge that we have. So they think universal donor means type O people want to be bitten. I see. And so that's why they're probably doing it. Uh, the amount of uh, CO2 that you give off on your body, that attracts mosquitoes as well but here's an interesting thing you know what you know what gives off a lot of carbon dioxide what cars how come mosquitoes don't bite cars then because they're looking for secondary cues like lactic acid you know when you pump iron you know when you do your you do every morning um during the breaks, you do your 50 bicep curls. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. And then they burn. You're always like, oh, my God, I'm burning my bicep. My seps are burning. She <laughs> says that to me every time. My seps are burning, Wayne. Well, that's because of the buildup of lactic acid. And uh, you get lactic acid, but cars do not have any lactic acid. So that's another thing that they're looking for. 
and your clothing. Mosquitoes have good vision, but they fly relatively low to the ground because they don't want to be in the wind. So the darker your clothing, the more you will contrast with the horizon, the more you will stand out, and the more they will come after you as well. Oh, so no black socks is what you're saying. I think black socks are probably fine, but no black t-shirts. Okay. You want to wear, you want to wear like blue. I think a lot of blue uh, would make you stand out less from the horizon and then they won't. And here's one other thing. And again, they don't know exactly why, but they know that it's, that it's true. If you drink alcohol, you are more attractive to be bitten by a mosquito. And they did a study where people who drank just one can of beer were bitten more frequently than people who did not. Is that because you're emitting more gases because you're burping? Oh, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Anyway, there you go. Science doesn't have the full answer yet for you, so you're just going to be itchy after you go outside. That's the takeaway. All right. uh, Chris Merrill is in today for Gary and Shannon. This is KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeart app. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top paying career. Make an impact as a fact seeker and a truth teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. 